Welcome to another episode on the Hype One Podcast. I am your host, A-Wit. This platform is to motivate, inspire, and educate through everyday life and successful business owners. Our next guest is Mr. Tyron T. Harris. Thank you, thank you. How are you? I'm great. How you doing? I'm good. Thank you for joining me today on the Hype One Podcast. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. You are a... Um, you own multiple businesses, is that correct? Yes, I do. All right, so you have a restaurant, um, you're a barber, mm-hmm. and you are a sports agent. Sports agent, yes, I am. Okay, can you tell us a little bit about how you got where you are and what led you to entrepreneurship? I um, I honestly uh, always had a passion for working for myself. I worked a lot of jobs in plants and stuff like that, and after so many years, I realized, you know, I'm going to step out on faith and just give it a shot. And um, I uh, was working at Carrier, of course, and I uh, stepped out and got my cosmetology license Mm -hmm. and started cutting hair. I started out in an uppercuts barbershop ran by Marcus Barrows. And uh, from there, I opened up my own barbershop, Studio 74, on uh, Elf Bridge Road in Mm -hmm. Athens. I was there for 12 years. Wow, wow. And then I um, transitioned, as a matter of fact, I opened up a second shop while at the first location in Winder. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the pandemic hit, uh, someone bought the building where I was at, and it was an easy transition to just slide on up the road to Winder. Right. Into my, new, my other shop, so yeah. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So, tell us a little bit about the sports agents part of it. Um, the sports agency, uh, I stepped into that, I always, you know, was connected with sports. I coached uh, for many years. Um, I coached my first championship. I was coaching my son and mm-hmm. my little nephew, uh, Cleo Barnes, who just committed to uh, Clemson University. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so it was a pleasure to see him, you know. Yeah. He's a year ahead of my son, so uh, I um, just always been around sports. Mm-hmm. Played sports when I was younger, and um, I just felt like, you know, hey, I want to try, you know. I want to I want to tap into something that, you know, I've already been doing all my life. So it was already natural for me, helping kids with equipment. Right. Uh, giving them ride homes from practice, picking them up for practice, doing banquets for kids, getting trophies, stuff like that. And it kind of connected with the sports agency, just basically being a mentor mm-hmm. and a, a, a go-to person when the athletes don't have the resources that they normally would have. Right, right. Yeah. And you're doing a lot of that here in the Athens community? Well, um, pretty much all over uh, the state of Georgia. Oh, okay. I uh, just recently got back from Chattanooga, Tennessee, mm-hmm. and uh, a guy reached out to me. He's a former Clark Central High School athlete, okay. Zay Brown. He uh, had a pro day at uh, UTC. Great. Yeah. And he wanted me to just kind of represent him, just to be there for him and, you know, mm-hmm. and, and give him that support system that he needed. So That's uh, awesome. That's awesome. Yep. So what inspired you to start your own business and what problem were you trying to solve? Um, like I said earlier, um, I always wanted to work for myself. Go ahead. I'll yeah. make sure my phone works. Yeah. I always wanted to work for myself and um, uh, I'm trying to, uh, with the barbering, I'm trying to uh, reach out and, and, and pull young other barbers in, you know. Okay. Uh, I was inspired by a local barber in Athens, uh, Homer Wilson. 
Okay. As a kid, it's kind of full circle because he was just recently at the restaurant, which is Auntie Peach's Home Cooking, mm-hmm. located in Wanda, Georgia. Okay. Okay. Uh, he was there, and uh, I always looked up to him, looked up to him as a mentor mm-hmm. and a and a, a father figure. You know, he, uh, my grandmama, God bless her soul, she was, she would take me to get a haircut at his barber shop. Yeah. Right downtown Wilson's uh, Barbershop. They've been around for a long time. Been a long time. time. Yeah. yeah. It's a family oriented, you know, mm-hmm. family ran. And uh, they had the restaurant, Wilson Soul Food, right yes. next door. Uh-huh. I remember so that. it was just like a luxury to go get a haircut on a Saturday in Athens, Georgia, and go next door and get some of the best soul food you can find outside of your grandmama's cooking, you know. And so here you are today with the barbershop and the restaurant. Exactly. Wow. And it was just like. I mean, I was fascinated just to see him multitask in the barbershop. Mm-hmm. I can see him doing a straight razor, straight shave. He'll jump over to the uh, another client and, and be putting in a relaxer or a curl. Yeah. And uh, then he'll go back to the guy from, from shaving him to cutting his hair. And it was just like, you know, something that I always was fascinated with. And uh, we talked about that. You know, he yeah. was actually um, one of the people that I put on the mural. In Athens, the barbershop. Oh yeah, overall, uh, yeah, the Athens location. I did a mural with him, mm-hmm. my son, and uh, myself, and 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 Thumper. And it's just yes. a, you know memorial. Yes. But we talked about it in the restaurant recently about how it came full circle. And he sat down and ate at my restaurant, and I was a kid sitting down eating at yeah, his restaurant, right. and how the luxury of just connecting and being a part, you know, of each other's journey, and and, and how important he was. In the community of Athens, how he inspired me, and so I want to do the same thing. I right. want to inspire somebody. I want somebody to know that hey, you could do it. You know, it's possible. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So Auntie Peaches mm-hmm. is located in Wanda, Georgia. Yes. So how how is that business? Oh man, we actually need a reality show. Really? It's it's <laughs> fun. I, I mean, I stepped into something that I was ready for a change. You know. Mm-hmm. I switched careers, and I'm, I'm still a barber, but I just wanted something just to give me a little challenge in life. I've always right. wanted to be challenged. I always wanted to go to another venture just to see can I master it or, or at least give it a shot. Right. But um, it's going good. We started back in November of uh, last year, mm-hmm. and um, it's been it's been amazing. I mean, it's a lot of work, yeah, but my course. auntie is a goat, man. She... She is she is something else. To be around her, to be in her presence is just like a luxury for me. And, you know, she got that magnetic presence. She she draw people to her. Everybody's excited about her food. She's teaching me her recipes and it's it's been a it's been a blast so far. So she's Auntie Peaches, that's where the name came from? Yeah, the name actually came from her daughter. Okay. Which was named Peaches. Okay. Um my aunt had a she started out at the J and J flea market, it's coincidence, but I had a my first shop when I left Everton, Georgia was at the J&J Flea Market. Okay. And it was about four booths down was Auntie Peaches. Mm-hmm. So we sort, of, we sort of started right in the same, you know, era. The same as the okay. Yeah. So she ended up going on Broad Street. Mm-hmm. Stayed there for 12 years. and um, But it was Peaches Fine Food then. Yeah, I remember that. And um, But the name actually came from her daughter named Peaches. Mm-hmm. Peaches uh, had a massive heart attack in her thing. When she was 29. Oh. And um, she's always telling her mama, Mom, good as you cook, you don't got to work for nobody. And that's how the name Peaches came about, her okay. daughter, which is named Peaches. Oh, okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. wow. That's and awesome. I just, she my auntie, so we just kind of revamped it and called it Auntie, auntie Peaches. Peaches. Mm-hmm. Awesome. 
So what was your first sign of success? Uh, my first sign of success was just um, defeating the odds and you know, when you're trying to do something, you always seem to have the people that never done it to tell you that you can't, can't do, do it. it. Right. And um, just to be able to, um, it wasn't it wasn't about money with me. Mm-hmm. It was just about being able to sustain my responsibilities. You know, right. I, uh, from my my work ethic, just not depending on a job or or, or nine to five. Mm-hmm. That to me was my first sign of success. I was able to pay my bills. Off of my skills, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Using my hands and doing what I love to do, and um, to be comfortable in that position. Mm-hmm. That to me, I felt like that I'm successful. Right. I did what I said I was gonna do. I did and what they said I couldn't do. Yeah. Right, right. And you always got gratitude is the biggest thing. You right. always gotta pat yourself on the back, even with the small success, because that's right. once you get to the bigger success, you appreciate Absolutely. all those small wins. Absolutely. So let's kind of go back to kind of skipped over the barbershop. Right. Um, when I say what is your um, what problem are you trying to solve? I know in the past you've had a boot camp mm-hmm. uh, for younger guys, and they come in and they learn. Um, the barber business. Absolutely. So, how, how does that work? Uh, honestly, I uh, I was a trouble youth. I'm gonna be honest. I was I was in and out of trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't always make the right decisions and uh, didn't have a father figure at the time right. in my life. I uh, actually was blessed to have uh, uncles. I had seven uncles mm-hmm. that didn't play the radio. You right. Know, raised by my grandmama and. Um, I got the chance to go move with an uncle that was in the military. Mm-hmm. So he gave me that structure that I needed from a man. Right. And I and I always thank him to this day. And and, and, and my goal was to reach back out and, and, and teach young men who are struggling in our society right now, especially us, the black males. Right, yes. Yeah, but just to give them an opportunity to say, hey, listen, man, I was once you. And that if, you know, you give it a shot and you believe in yourself, you can do it too. You can overcome your situation and, and be successful despite your your negativity around you, your you know what I'm saying, right, your situation. Right. Because a lot of them, yeah, a lot of them just are in unfortunate situations that they didn't ask to be in. And um, the boot camp came about because I wanted to teach the kids the importance of grooming. Mm-hmm. I wanted to teach them about problem solving. I wanted to teach them about decision making, critical right. thinking. And um, I haven't did it yet, and I've been procrastinating a little bit. Honestly, mm-hmm. I have. Of making it a 501c3, a nonprofit organization that right. boot camp, because I think it's important to you know be able to reach back and pull those kids out and, and, and give them an outlet, somewhere to go. And the first camp was a success. Mm-hmm. It was it, it really was. My aunt, who the cook at Auntie Peaches, yes. she cooked two meals a day for the kids wow. at the boot camp, and that's how the restaurant ended up coming about. Yeah, we yeah. kept talking about it. I mean, the kids were there. They was listening to me. They were having fun, but they were looking forward to eating, eating too. Eating every day, yeah. Yeah, that's you awesome. know, it was a good meal for them. But yeah, and I, I, um, I can honestly say that a couple of kids, maybe three, that took it, they mm-hmm. got it, and they're still doing it. They're still mm-hmm. cutting, and they reached back and they said, "Mr. Harris, look at, you know, where I started to, right. from where I'm at now." And that just does something to me. It just moves me that, hey, he stuck with it. He believed mm-hmm. in himself. He he followed the blueprint. He, he's still cutting. That's great mm-hmm. leadership. You, oh, yeah. you when, when you have people, it, you, it only takes one person Absolutely. to develop. If you develop one person, you're a great leader. Absolutely. Yeah, everybody's not going to get it, and it's not for everybody. Right, so. right. 
That's that is awesome. So you do have another one coming up soon. Yes, I do. It, I haven't set the exact date, okay. but I know it's gonna be a two week class. I'm gonna do an adult class in May, uh-huh. and then in uh, June when the kids are out of school, uh-huh. I'm gonna do one for the kids, the youth. Okay. So, Maybe I need to come to learn yeah, how to get yeah. I'll keep y'all updated on the dates. Okay, well, we'll put it out there. Mm-hmm. What are some of the biggest challenges you faced in the early stages of your businesses? Uh, some of the biggest challenges that I faced is um, just... Uh, you have sometimes you have you have turbulence, you have a little you know hiccup here and there, and, mm-hmm. and you may have an unsatisfied customer, right? You know that they're not completely satisfied with the service, and then you got some people just want to be who they are. They're gonna I'm be critical. Yeah. yeah, they're gonna be critical of you anyway. But yeah. I think the biggest challenge is is just staying relevant mm-hmm. and um, keeping people interested in in. in Supporting you and coming back to whatever you're doing, you know. Uh, Social media has has been a powerful platform for me, Mm -hmm. but uh, you have to kind of like you can't get bored because you always got the younger people coming around. You got different uh, artists or or barbers or whatever Mm -hmm. your profession may be that's coming that want your spot. You know what I'm saying? So you got to kind of just like you know, and that's why the boot camp came about. I just want to be creative and reinvent myself and. And, and staying relevant, I think that's probably been one of the biggest challenges for me, just to stay relevant in a, in a constantly moving industry. Right, and that was one of my other questions too, mm-hmm. on down the line. How do you stay competitive in, in the industry? You know, yeah. but you have to change. You yes. have to do something different because people get bored with the right. same thing. Like you said, if somebody else comes along with something different, right. then they they're going to follow the trend because that's Absolutely. what people do these days. Absolutely. So you have to switch it up. So what what do you think uh, are some of the misconceptions about entrepreneurship? Um, <clears throat> I think one of the biggest misconceptions is um, people feel like, oh, I ain't gonna be able to make it, or mm-hmm. how I'm gonna pay my bills, or I ain't they ain't got no benefits, or uh, what about insurance, and and you know so forth and so on. And I, you know, honestly, I. I thought about all those things before I jumped into entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and I researched all those things yes. and I want people to understand you can have benefits, mm-hmm. you can have insurance and you can have everything that a job has. But the, the, the most important thing to me is just the freedom. Freedom, right. You well, know what I'm saying? What, which and I have actually had a conversation with somebody yesterday about this. He said he would rather work on somebody's job because... You know, there's a lot that comes with being a business owner. Mm-hmm. And I said, just like I tell everybody with everything else, it's not for everybody. Exactly. It may not be for you. Right. But for the people that's in it, yes, you will put in a lot more hours. Right. Because it's your business. It's your time. You own everything. You own the ups. Right. You own the downs. You right. own the losses, the wins. You own everything. Right. So you got to be there. But it's all about how you handle it. And, you know what I'm saying? How you handle your Absolutely. business and stuff. But yeah, research is the biggest thing. People want to jump into mm-hmm. stuff without researching yeah, it exactly. and, and, you know, finding out what they need to know before mm-hmm. they get into the business and then they fail because mm-hmm. they don't know. Yeah, and, and a lot of times people, you know, they they do it because it's trendy or they do it because everybody's doing it. You got to make sure that's what you want to do mm-hmm. consistently. It's something that you, you love to do. You have to have passion. You have to have a passion for it, yes. yeah. Passion because, I mean, success. you got to think now, uh, people going to criticize you, people going, you got to be able to take the goods, like you said, the highs and the lows, yep. you hold the responsibility of everything that happens in that business and to that business, mm-hmm. so 
even though I gotta admit, you know, me working in plants and, and different um, warehouses and stuff like that, right? That's why I got my discipline at. Yeah. Because even though I have all this freedom, I can't be sitting around, you know, playing like it's okay to do this and take time off. I still gotta get up. You still gotta get up. I gotta work a little bit harder, as a matter of yeah. fact. <laughs> and the only difference is, you know, working in a plant. That's why I told him yesterday is repetitive. Mm-hmm. You know that you're going to do the same thing every day. You got to be on that clock at mm-hmm. the same time every day. Mm-hmm. But it's a little more flexible when you're on your business because right. you can set your own hours. Right. You know, you can take off, but you know, sometimes if we take off, we don't get paid, don't especially get paid. in the trucking industry. Right. You know, when we took off, we didn't get paid. Right. But you just got to know how to handle it. Absolutely. You know? so. um, how do you stay innovative and continue to come up with new ideas for your business? Okay, we we kind of touched on that, yeah. but. I, uh... I listen to the youth. I listen to the customers. Uh, you know, I got kids, and, and, and they keep me on on point of what's mm-hmm. going on. Or, you know, that I uh, right. <laughs> you gotta you gotta be listening. You gotta you know you gotta listen to sometimes it's music that keeps me relevant, um, competitive and stuff like that. But I, I try to you know not be a know it all. Right. In a in a in a field of, of so much things to to know. Mm-hmm. I try to you know like read books. Mm-hmm. You know. I, I go to uh, hair shows. Uh, I follow different barbers that are successful. You know, right. you know. So I, I try to, like I say, you know, stay stay focused and, and keep my eyes on the prize and, and not get too complacent. Right. Because the, the minute you get comfortable, somebody right on your trail. Right on your trail, yeah, and then boom, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're going past you. Right. But yeah, you you have to stay competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that was kind of my next question: How do you stay competitive and continue to innovate in your industry? You know, the the food industry, the right. the restaurant. Right. You know, you you have a bunch of different chains of restaurants, but we really don't have a lot of black owned restaurants. That's right. We don't. So, you know, you don't really have a lot of competition at this time. Right. But when people do start, you know, they do start building up, how do you stay competitive? Well, I, um, first of all, when I stepped into this, this restaurant business, I realized, and I knew this, just being in a Baptist church or just being, you know, uh, a black man, we're some of the worst critics that, that you can oh, think of. yes, we And are. I love my people. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> I, do, I really do, but we are so hard on each other. Mm-hmm. And I get it, you know. Uh, some people are just negative individuals. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So they're going to always criticize something that you're doing because they didn't ever get a chance to do, do it, it, you know, yeah. instead of just having a conversation. But um, the food industry is, is, is tricky because we're coming off of COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, they shut everything down and they right. didn't have no inside services and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I think just being um, enlightened on the importance of, of sanitation and cleanliness mm-hmm. with the health department, having your restaurant inspected, all those things like that, having the health department coming in and inspecting, all those things right there just sharpen me up to a, a whole different dimension. You know what I'm right. saying? I cleaned up my act, you know. Yeah. And I was like, hey, so it, it, it translated over to the barbershop, you know. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's important. Yeah. How important this is, you know, because I'm dealing with the, the, the uh, public. And I don't want to, you know, cross-contaminate. I don't want to make nobody sick. I don't want to have no kind of suit against me. for You know what right, I'm saying? Right. So I feel like um, um, being a black-owned business in, in, in Georgia or in Winder, Georgia, 
it's a challenge. Mm-hmm. It's a challenge because, you know, everybody's watching. I've, I've, to be where I'm at today is a blessing. Right. Because I didn't quit. I had some challenges I had to face. I'm not going to sit up here and sugarcoat it. I had right. some challenges being a black owned, and I'm still having challenges. Yeah. Not just from our people or, or the general public, but just from the city officials. Mm-hmm. People like that, you know. So, I mean, and it's been good. So I'm not going to sit up here and say the, the bad outweighs the good, but it's been a, it's been a, it's been a, a, a nice start, and I want to finish up strong. You see what I'm saying? Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to face those challenges and yeah. keep moving and stay yeah, motivated. You I actually to. did a Monday motivation. How do right. you stay motivated when you're facing challenges? <laughs> right. You know? But it's it's all about the people around you, mm-hmm. your environment. You know, you don't want to be in this negative environment where people say, I told you it wasn't going to work, right. you know, or I told you not to go here. You know, you, you got them sitting back waiting on yeah, you to, they, to go down. They're waiting on you to fail. <laughs> they're looking for it, you know, right. but you, you just got to keep digging and you got to keep going and, you know, um, Everything is competitive these right. days. But going back to like the barbershop, mm-hmm. for me, customer service is important. Absolutely. Because people make mistakes. You you can have a guy come in and, and one of your barbers mess up his hair. Right. But if he comes there all the time and that happened one time mm-hmm. and there's great customer service, they're going to come back. Absolutely. But you then you have some people, I've actually seen people go to restaurants mm-hmm. and have that one bad experience. Mm-hmm. And they go straight to social media and, and just, put it out there. And then everybody else, oh, well, I'm not going there. Right. You have to get your own experience. Absolutely. You know, everybody's experience is different. But it could be that, that just one bad apple person that I'm just going to steer everybody away from this place. Absolutely. You know? And I think um, <clears throat> me and my family, my wife, uh, whoever I'm with at the time, going into different restaurants, and just experiencing service, whether it be drive through dine-in, mm-hmm. that kind of gave me an edge to right. me because I know how I want to be treated. Right. You see what I'm saying? So I know good people. service, and you know you can go certain places, and they're just horrible with their right. service. So when I'm when I'm at the restaurant, I'm I'm making sure my customers are satisfied. Mm-hmm. I make sure my restaurant is clean. I make sure they're comfortable. And I've had customers come in; they've been sat there and ate. And to stay 30 to 45 more minutes, just there talking and on their computers or whatever, you know, having a little meeting or whatever mm-hmm. because they're comfortable. In the, in the environment. Yeah, they're comfortable in their environment. And I think that's important to me, you know. It is. Yeah. It definitely is. So, I'm definitely not trying to run them off. I want them to go. <laughs> yeah, and bring other people right. with them. Yeah, so you can, you can continue to grow. So let's talk about the financial side of it. Okay. You know, so, of course, it many people think it takes money to make money mm-hmm. and in certain aspects of the business it does take money absolutely um how did you finance your business did you, did you finance it out of your pocket or did you use like a, a financial company um what was the important factors that you used to finance your company well the the, the initial start i financed all of my my adventures my mm-hmm. barbershop it came out of my pocket and the restaurant came out of my pocket. Mm-hmm. And then as I got into the restaurant, I that's when I reached out to Mr. Whitehead and I mm-hmm. he helped me with a business loan. Okay. And uh it was pretty, you know, fair. It was just something that just kinda gave me a little boost to right. upgrade on my equipment and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But to me, doing everything on my own kinda helped me out a lot because I didn't have no I didn't owe nobody in the beginning. You right. see what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, you know, I don't I don't know everybody's situation, but however you do it, just make it make sense. You know right. what I'm saying? Do what you can. I mean, everybody that can't just jump out there and be like, I got 
$200,000 to open up a business. Mm-hmm. A barbershop, it don't take a whole lot of capital. Right. You know what I'm saying? It didn't take a whole lot of capital. And I look at things as, before I open up a business, I look at, okay, the pros and the cons. How much? How many times I got to keep buying clippers mm-hmm. in order to get a refund or, or a profit. Right. And when I did the barbershop, it was a no-brainer. Because I didn't have to keep buying clippers every day. Right. You see what I'm saying? Versus I got to buy some groceries every two or three days mm-hmm. in a restaurant. So it, it wasn't hard to start up the barbershop with my own capital. And it really wasn't hard with the restaurant because I had enough generated from the barbershops and the other endeavors that I was doing over the years. Stocks, a, a lot of money that you can you can use just off of putting your money in the right places. Right. So I... Uh, I did uh, reach out to Whitehead and I got a business loan and, and we helped each other, you know. Right. I promoted and a lot of people reached out to me because they believed if T did it, I know it's legit. Mm-hmm. Let me call Whitehead, man. Let me get right, that right. number. So it went from there. Um, but yeah, uh, the financial part of it is you have to be disciplined. Yes. Okay, you can't just be out there splurging. Mm-hmm. Like, I ain't even look for no profit in the restaurant. I ain't even yes. been in it six months yet. Well, you, you don't look for a you profit see what in I'm the first couple of years. Yeah, right. you, you building up, so you right. don't look for a profit. Yeah, so I'm in, I'm in a building stage, so I'm just like, okay, I'm going to make sure all my bills are paid on time. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure the lights are going to always be on so we'll have somewhere to cook at. Mm-hmm. You know, that type of stuff. So I think it takes a lot of discipline yeah. and um, planning ahead. And then when you do get a little cushion, you set that back for emergency purposes only. Right. Yeah. So you as you progress you adjust your overhead as well mm-hmm. and like you said barbershop you really didn't have a lot of overhead right but a restaurant has overhead a lot of overhead yeah right. but, but you'll be able to it's mm-hmm. like the, during the trucking business over a period of time like when i first started i funded my own business right but i had no clue about you know business credit or right. none of that type of stuff i learned that later on absolutely Me and too. It, it is helpful mm-hmm. but at the same time you know you have to you have to be mindful how you use that money absolutely because you yeah. it can go pretty it fast. Go real fast yeah yeah it's so. real fast but i mean it's to each his own you know different people kind of move different i'm not a real flashy guy right so. I don't have to have the luxuries of everything, you know. I drive that same truck, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you see what I'm saying. So I, I, I learned that, but I, I can say I bought my first car, and I've given it to my son. Now. I'm actually in his car now. Yeah. I bought that brand new, mm-hmm. out the lot, you know, cutting hair, and um, it's paid for. So I mean, it's just you know, different strokes for different folks. Some people gotta have a a, a, a real tasty lifestyle, but I mean, long as I got the little the, the, the main necessities, you know, things like that, you know, all of those stuff is kind of like okay. And it, it, it'll yeah. come on down the line. It'll you come. know that the extra will come. It you gotta, really will. You, you just gotta. You gotta take care of the rent. You gotta take care of the rent. The main thing. Right. So, what advice would you give someone who wants to build a successful business? Um, number one, uh, have a passion for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, do your research. Um. You know, uh, talk to to people that's already doing what you you're trying to get into. Right. And you can learn a lot and and, and, and avoid a lot of mistakes just by listening mm-hmm. and observing what other people have done. You know, a lot of things that I've done. You know, working, even working in other people's barbershop. Right. I learned. 
that ain't what I want to do. That ain't how I'm going to treat my customers. That ain't how I'm going to take care of that situation. So just being ops, you know, observing and, 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 and uh, doing the research, reading. It's okay to read articles, go to seminars, uh, sign up for classes and stuff like that. Right. You know, you can't never go wrong with education. Continuous education. Right. right. You can't never go wrong. And, and, and that'll kind of give you an enlightenment of, okay, I know I can't do this without having this. It might mm-hmm. even start. You see what I'm saying? Right. The number one thing that I, I, I refuse to do is to start something, put my blood, sweat, and tears into it and, and, and my finances, and then didn't have the proper credentials. Right. Before I opened up that barbershop, I went and got my license mm-hmm. because I know how we are. Yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, he don't even come. He ain't got <laughs> he ain't no, no license. license. <laughs> as soon as they get mad, right. as soon as they get bad experience, right. they they go on. Right. Yeah. They going to put you up on the. They going to try to bury your life. So right. I just said, you know what? Before I do anything, let me let me cross my T's and dot my eyes. Let me get my mm-hmm. proper paperwork. Right. That way, can't nobody come up here and say, "Oh, he's running a legal business." Mm-hmm. He, you know what I'm saying? So that would be my first, you know, uh, suggestion to tell somebody that's trying to build a successful business. Do your research. Right. Get your education. You know, get your uh, your your, your proper uh, paperwork. That mm-hmm. way, can't nobody say you didn't do it. Yeah, you didn't do they it. They can't you take have, something away from, from you. Right, right. Just like you said, you just got your CDLs. You got them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to try to drive no truck without them CDLs. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so right. yeah. It opens up a lot of doors. Mm-hmm. So, how do you handle uh, running multiple businesses? Um. You know, I get asked that question a lot. <laughs> like, I just, I'm good at juggling. Right. I'm gonna be honest. I like to, I like to dip and dab. Yeah. I like to. That's know, me. I, I like to be all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm, I'm, I mean, we live in, 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 you know, we're not gonna live forever. Right. And you know, we ain't gonna be young forever. Mm-hmm. Even though I want to be forever, but I'm <laughs> not gonna be. So I try to get in and. and, 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 and Embrace this thing, this mm-hmm. journey, while I'm while I can. Right. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I like to um, explore. Mm-hmm. I like to you know, I, like, I like to do things that you know that makes me money, but also that makes me you know fulfill. Right. Yeah. That fulfillment. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. The, like I said earlier, the minute you get comfortable and complacent, man, all hell will break loose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, that's me. I, yeah. I'll be honest. People are like, you're doing this, you're doing that. Because, because I have a passion for a right. lot of different things. I right. like to do a lot of different things. And right. like you said, eventually, I, I do things and not for the money. Right. You know, and people think I get paid for it, but I really don't. I just do it because I have a passion. But eventually, it will lead to me getting paid. Getting paid, yeah. 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 yeah that, that's what, and that's what people fail to realize. A lot of times, when you have a passion for something, you're not even looking for the monetary gain behind mm-hmm. it. But that thing will fall right in your yeah, lap. You'll be like, no, go on. I didn't even see that coming, but it was there all along. Yeah, because so, this podcast thing, you know, I started in late 2021 okay. around the COVID time, and it didn't take off like I wanted to, but mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure it was right before it did take off. So I played around with right. it, you know. And I got to admit, I enjoyed watching you, your husband, y'all videos. Yeah. It was just like, okay. <laughs> Entertaining, right? Right. It was fun. It was, you know, genuine. It wasn't no like, yeah, made up. It was just like, okay, they having fun. Yeah, that's and, what and, life is about. Right. You gotta enjoy it. Right. You know? Like you said, right. we, we're here for a moment. So. So when you asked the question, do I want to be on your podcast? I couldn't hesitate. <laughs> I couldn't resist. I said yes, 
This is my first podcast, so I'm yeah. excited, yeah. yeah. And then I get to market. I get to talk about my businesses, you right. know what I'm saying? My next adventure. Yeah. So Remember. I hope it's not the last time, you know, maybe we no, can no, we'll, we'll definitely follow connect up. again. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, we'll follow up. Because I'm sure there will be some more, Absolutely. you know, openings, that opportunities of something else that you'll be taking on mm-hmm. as well as myself, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, collaboration. I want to support, you know, I want to support you too. I want to support you and your endeavors and... That's what it's about, the connection, yeah. you know, resources, and, and, and being supportive of other people, you know, it's okay. It's networking. Not, yeah, networking. Yeah. It's not a bad thing to network. And the, and the thing about networking is I found, <clears throat> I have a lot of people call me, which is, is fine because I don't mind helping people. Right. But the, the networking piece of it is, you know, networking and learning something from somebody. Like, you know, I learned something from you. I don't know anything. I used to want to open a restaurant. Right. But you didn't even know where to start, you know. So right. I can learn that from you. Right, right, right. You know, the podcasting. One day you may want to start your own podcast, Absolutely. you know, and and do a reality show, you yeah. know, in the barbershop or the, or the or business the or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. some people want you to give them the information mm-hmm. and not give anything back. Absolutely. You know, I have people call me that won't even like a video that I put mm-hmm. up, but they want to ask me questions of how to get. Right, 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 right. Like be supportive of me. And then, yeah, 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 it makes more sense. Right, yeah. right. So, you, know, you got that, man. It's, it's, and I don't get it, you know, but people are just people. People are who they are. Yeah. And um, the world could be so much better, you know, if we just stop focusing on, you know, the, the wrong the things. Wrong, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. We, we be focused on, okay, how he do that and how mm-hmm, he do that mm-hmm. and how she did that and this and that. She did about that. No, she worked. You nobody say nothing about what she had to get up at four or five in the morning to get to work. You know what I'm saying? I think they don't see the behind the scenes. They only see what's up front. They only see the success part of it. They don't know the ups and downs of what you have to go through. And that's not for them to see. You know, you if you fail at a certain piece of it, but it it didn't close your business, Mm -hmm. you're not going to go advertise that on social media. But that's what people are looking for. Right, right, right. They're thinking everything was smooth, like ah. Because I'm going to tell you, when I left, see, a lot of people don't know my story when I left the barbershop in Athens. Mm-hmm. I left on my terms. Right. I seen down the pipeline, and that's my thing about me being a businessman. I see, I, I looked ahead. I always mm-hmm. continuously, constantly looked ahead for the, the do's, the don'ts, and, and, and everything else. Right. I seen what was happening, you know, when they came off the pandemic, when they let everybody open things back up, mm-hmm. they wanted to put me on a month-to-month. Mm. And I had been there 12 years. I'm like, wow, all of a sudden, I'm on a month to month. You're not Because that one me. time they can come and say, you got to go. Yeah. Yeah. And then they had, long story short, somebody had already had, look, I put a deck up there for my clients to mm-hmm. have somewhere to sit and keep them off in their front of the storefront. And so right. congested right there. It increased the value of that building. Mm-hmm. I had people coming up there just looking and looking and taking pictures and mm-hmm. not even coming in the barbershop. So, Long story short, somebody bought the property up under my nose, up under me and Kelly's nose. Kelly didn't see it. Wow. But I did. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing was they gave me a month, they gave a 60-day notice to give each other, you know, they put us on a month-to-month lease, put me on a month-to-month lease. Kelly's lease wasn't up yet. Right. And we had 60 days to give each other that notice. I went home and I prayed about it. Mm -hmm. And God revealed to me what was going on. The next Monday, that following Monday, I called them and told them, I'm going to put my 60-day notice in. Right. So I left on my terms. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that, you know, oh, he let it go. No, I left on my term, my right. own terms. 
And then see what they was gonna do was continuously get my money until mm -hmm. Kelly Lease was up. Right. And then kick me out. Right. So yep. ain't nothing like being able to be an independent thinker mm -hmm. and able to maneuver and, and see stuff before it hits you. Right. And then you have your own time to react versus being hit unexpectedly. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? I had barbers working for me. Yeah. I couldn't keep them in a limbo. I couldn't keep them in the dark about what was going on. Right. I was real with them. I told them, listen, this is what's going on. Mm -hmm. Y'all can come with me to Wanda, but we all going to have to go eventually. Eventually, yeah. And so, long story short, the guys, don't, they don't turn it into a laundromat over there. Wow, yeah, mm -hmm. saying that. And that's the thing, I, I tell people all the time, when you jump into something, you got to know the market. You got to know, know what's going on because right. you, you have quarters. Mm -hmm. I have people call, oh, freight is slow. It's first quarter. Mm -hmm. Everybody is adjusting their finances. Mm -hmm. their, their yearly... That's the uh, slowest time of the month. Right. January, February. February and March, yeah. Mm -hmm. It starts to pick back up later in March right. into April, you know, but some people don't know that. Mm -hmm. You know, but you have to understand what's going on in the market when you... Or a business owner. Yeah, you got to know your slow times and your peak times. Right. I've generated... In that restaurant, I've seen, I've seen a lot of money mm -hmm. in a short period of time. Right. But I had to also understand that a lot of this money don't belong to me. It goes back into back the business. Back into the business, right. But then, like the first two months, we opened up in uh, November. Mm -hmm. First of November. Came in. It was a hit. Mm -hmm. November, December. Because everybody wants to see what it's about. Right. <laughs> January came, you know, of course, that's a slow month because we coming on Christmas mm -hmm. and then the bills are due mm -hmm. in January. So I'm like, wow, everything went. But I had to learn that, you know. Yeah. I knew that quarterly with the barbershop, you know, it stayed enough consistently, stuff like that. Right, but right. Once I got that under control, like you said, the quarterly, knowing the, 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 mm -hmm. the, the time frames and when people get their little money and stuff like that, it was yeah. a wrap. I was like, okay, I got into a little comfort zone now. Yeah. I can I can maneuver a little bit, you know. Yeah, you gotta know, but then that that part goes back to the being able to do different things because you can take your slowest time. The the slowest time for people coming into a restaurant may be a peak time for something else. Mm -hmm. So is it is it birthday parties? Is it you know retirement? Is right. it something else that you can say? Okay, uh, in in these three months, we're gonna open a restaurant up, and once a month we'll have a birthday party was you know so then you're still generating income, income. but it's, it's not people are not coming to eat right but they they may rent out the restaurant for mm -hmm. a party so people have to learn to be you know kind of juggle different things Absolutely. so that you can keep that yeah, income you gotta be in. creative you yeah because i had said that i was gonna reach out to a few um <clears throat> bike clubs mm -hmm. and just have like a a, a wean night or a, right you know, for uh, on a Wednesday or something yeah, like that, or yeah. Thursday, you know, for each bike club. Everybody get a month, mm -hmm. a, a Wednesday out the month, and just do wings and R&B, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. I did a brunch, and it was nice. Yeah. It, I did a Valentine's brunch, and oh I, had God, a live, <laughs> I had a live DJ in there. Uh, we had bottomless mimosas, uh, Belgian waffles. It was a nice event. It yeah. was very nice. And um, it didn't hit as hard as I thought it would, mm -hmm. but that's not... That just because it didn't didn't mean that you know it, it was successful, right, right? Right. Because the people that showed up, mm -hmm. they was excited, they was mm -hmm. happy, they was like, "Oh man, this is something, nice. something different." Yeah. yeah and something that. that we don't have here, they travel all the way up to Atlanta to go do. Yes. But then they won't support you because it's right here <laughs> right local. Here you local. see what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Yeah. So well, that, that's how it is. But I, your audience, you have to find your audience, mm -hmm. and I had to learn that in the long run too. Like right. even on social media, I have 
three different pages. Okay. And one of my pages is a page that everybody I know, it's family, it's friends, it's mm-hmm. everybody. That's the mo- the less supportive page that I have. Wow. I, I created another page and I, I got, in just four or five months, I got double the followers. Right. The people that don't know me in that page got monetized. Right. Faster than the page I've had 13 years. Yeah. So That's you have to find your audience because, mm-hmm. and it, it, the first thing I do is look at what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Is it something that I can improve on to get people to listen to me? Right. And and then I'll go and then I'll look at the audience. Am, are, are these the people that I need to be speaking to? Right. Are these the people that want to learn something? Maybe that's not the right audience. Yeah. So then you have to go find your other audience. Yeah, I'm learning that yeah. as we speak because I was like, when I opened a restaurant, I'm like, man, I ain't seen such and such. Mm-hmm. I ain't heard from Bridget. But I created a whole different audience. Right. And... They've been telling their people on social media. There's a Bethlehem Christian Church right above the uh, restaurant, right mm-hmm. there before you get to 316. I had a whole Bible study come in one day and mm-hmm. sat there and ate. And they was just like, oh, the food is so good. And yeah. We had a good time. And I'm going to tell my friends. Mm-hmm. And that's how it just started spreading from there. It's just word of mouth yeah. kind of took me over. And I'm like, dog, go on the people who you think won't support you will and then the people that you expect to support you won't won't right that's how it works <laughs> yeah. that's how it works yeah. all right so before we wrap it up is there anything else you want to tell us about your businesses or what you know anything you got coming up in the future and then just kind of tell them where they can find you um right. social media and stuff like that right okay um i just want to um let everybody know that's interested in being an entrepreneur or a businessman that you can do it you know just look at me uh, I had damaged parents. I come from a broken home, and to the youth out there, if you if you having a situation where you need somebody to talk to, or uh, there's people out there willing to listen to you. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, you can also find me on uh, Facebook, uh, Tyron T. Harris Senior. I normally post a menu on my Facebook page for the restaurant. Um, we also have an IG Auntie underscore Peaches One. I'm T. Harris Sports for my agency on, 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 on another IG page. Uh, I'm an all-around guy, you know. Uh, I got the boot camp coming up for the adults, and then I got one coming up for the kids in June. The one for the adults will be in May. Stay tuned. I will be announcing those dates. And, uh, hey, just keep living. Uh, put God first, and anything is possible. All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Harris, for joining me today. And don't forget to like. Subscribe and share the Hype One Podcast. Hype One.